0: Hi people, podcast, episode, another one, another week, another time that I'm doing my intro bullshit. I'm here with Zach. Hey everyone. Uh, We are going to, I'm going to continue on the trend from last week of having a specific topic and we're going to talk about social circles. Um, What was the first thing that popped in your head when I mentioned that?
1: Um how thankful I am that we kind of have a social circle now mm. because especially like, I feel like we have one in college. It was very big. I think, um, I always kind of felt on the outside of that. And I think I, um, especially after college, my social circle got very small. And I think this past winter and fall, we've got like a good group here. Yeah. And I really am thankful for that and enjoy it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. It is very nice. Um, gratitude. That's a good point to to hit on. Why hmm, why did you feel on the outskirts? Before? Um
1: partly because I think like you and your group of friends were like James and Anthony's friends, sure. And like cuz you guys I think met at orientation, right? Uh, not me. Every, so yeah, John did. They right? met Michael and okay. John, yeah. Um and I guess my own fault is like not being one to like bridge the gap and like it's almost my own fault to look at it that way Mm because it's probably not even that way um but i guess i just kind of had that my that perception in my mind that like that was the dynamic no i get that and yeah i just i don't know i always felt on the outside because of that
0: yeah i mean i would i you were (laughs) (laughs) on the outside not to shit on you Uh but it, it just seems like the obvious thing to point out it's interesting to think about how the integration works. This is like this is one of the topics I wanted to get onto. Mm-hmm. And like why social circles form in certain ways. Cause I I think I don't think anything really I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe something did fundamentally change about your relationship with um, James and Anthony to make it so that now you do feel more integrated and it, it does feel kind of more complete. Um but i'm curious if if it's clear what changed um i guess i'll just start there okay
1: asking me yeah okay um i think i just think this past fall we had like a pretty i don't want to say schedule but like a pretty like religious pattern of like hanging out we like did. once a week we would go to nina's we'd play some board games sometimes mm-hmm. drink Um, and I think I also kind of consciously like made an effort to like go Mm. because I'm the type of person who does not really like to go anywhere sometimes. Um, I sometimes just rather have more fun just doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I realized that that's not healthy and it's nothing bad's going to happen and you guys are awesome. So I just made the effort to go more with anthony because anthony was always going yeah right um and james is too but james has been busy with med school applications, so he's kind of flaky but mm-hmm. not to diss you james if you're gonna fuck to you james <laughs> um but yeah i think this past fall i really i it wasn't like super conscious of an effort it was just like i got more interested in, in hanging out with you guys okay i don't know um that makes sense yeah yeah um
0: did it what's interesting to me is kind of like the surface tension is how I'm I'm thinking about it like the same way you learned about surface tension on water mm-hmm. in chemistry in high school um, I feel like that very much exists with social groups I think that's a great metaphor yeah yeah um, and so it's interesting because I'm trying to think back on my experiences um, and I've I've always been bad I think at pushing myself into a group um and it's more it's either that a group has kind of naturally formed with me present or that i've been brought in like i think of at the very beginning of college michael brought me in and he he kind of gave me a place of belonging in that group with anthony and james and Mm -hmm. john um but also other people are um on the other hand like our our Killichon friends, our Honors College friends, that kind of naturally formed around us, um, and I do think it's it's hard to to just thrust yourself into a group mm-hmm. without being explicitly welcomed in, because you're always gonna have this nagging fear that you're not truly wanted unless they show you explicitly.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely I, i'm not trying to say like oh i felt unwanted but i think i don't know i think i psychoanalyze like uh like social dynamics a lot yeah and so i get like very i don't want to say anxious but like very in my head about like those types of things like am i wanted here yeah or am i welcome or what am i adding to this group sure. and i think i've i don't want to say like battled with that but just like had those emotions for a long time and I think slowly over the years through college through after college those walls have kind of come down a bit and I don't really think about that as much anymore okay with like when I come over to like hang out here Nina's I don't really have those worries of like how's this gonna go or like am I wanted or sure thinking about the dynamics anymore um which is good
0: yeah yeah I've I've definitely thought that way a lot too. Just thinking that you need to provide social value to yeah. be allowed in a place. Um, and it is so nice. That I always find too that when I'm not worried about creating that value, I is of course when I'm finding myself have more of it. Yeah, um, And I feel like once you're aware of that, it's a really tough kind of loop to be in because you know you want to be more chill and thinking about it less but in in knowing that like you're you're addressing it as a problem to solve so you are thinking about it more and it's directly counterproductive yeah i think that's been my experience a lot
1: i think that with me i'm a very passive person Mm. and i think like i'm never one to like spearhead a friendship i don't i don't think i'm like that Mm. and that's it could be negative i don't know Not gonna go there, I don't know. But I think like what worked with me a lot was consistency. Like we had a again, not like a dedicated schedule, but like we like hung out a lot. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty consistent. And I think I because of like my social anxiety, I start to like pick up on people's moods and vibes and all that. And I think that is where I find comfort and when I can like understand kind of everyone's vibe. Um and again, like for me, that just kind of happens over time. So I think being more consistent and making the effort to come out more and also just the time spent, I think definitely like big reasons that I just feel more like we have a social circle now or that I'm included in it. Sure, that makes so much sense. I'm,
0: the, the understanding everyone's vibe part is very interesting to me. Do you think it's because that way you can see exactly where you fit in as a puzzle piece?
1: I think so, yeah. And I also think like, Because of, like, social anxiety, you're always trying to figure out everyone's vibe. And so now that I know it, quotation marks, I don't have to worry about trying to figure it out so much. You know what I mean? So that layer of anxiety is now gone. Mm. Um, You know, because when I'm with you guys, with Anthony and James, I'm not thinking constantly about, like, what do people think of me? What's going on here? Am I sitting right? Sure. But in the beginning with people who I don't really know, those thoughts are in my head a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That, those went away and so that allows me to just be more me okay right okay yeah the time like
0: having time it's like just building up a sample size to prove that you are welcome and that yeah. you are okay there i get that i'm curious like is vibe the right word
1: i don't know in my head i just i couldn't think of the right words so i just said vibe but like i i don't know like everyone's like sort of micro intricacies of like i don't know
0: yeah no i i like i'm I'm questioning cuz I feel like I I'm seeing something more specific or I'm trying to think of in my experience um people's like attitudes maybe or like like what do their different cues mean? Like what is the I want to know what their dictionary is almost. Like what is the subtext behind different types of actions that they make?
1: Yeah. I guess I'm like I don't have an example in my head right now but I think like Knowing if, like, someone throws, like, a little jab at you. Yeah. It's, like, not a real jab. Like, if you, when you get to that point with people where you don't, like, you understand their lingo and, like, their humor and their behavior and you don't really feel threatened as much by, like, some things they say or, like, how they act because, you know, that's just normal and it's not. Yes. I think, like, those are the type of things where, like, some off comment by Joe or Matt or someone that I if i didn't know them i'd be like whoa what does that mean or like is that a jab at me like yeah it's not i know it's not you know? yes
0: okay so you you know that you're safe yeah. because they're not intending to be harmful to you
1: yeah and i i'm not gonna say i'm the all-knowing person who knows everyone's everything and their vibes but like i feel like i compared to a few months ago i like feel more safe with everyone and in those terms. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I also think about it in terms of like sensitivity almost. Yeah. Like you're free to be a little bit less sensitive. And it's almost like you use the sensitivity early on so that you are more attuned to people. And yet yeah. you can learn. Because one of the ways I was thinking about how this works for me is not just what people say, but their silences. And like figuring out whether someone's silence means they're uncomfortable. Or mm-hmm. someone's silence means that they're judging something that was just said if they don't respond to it. Right. Um, I feel like those, again, like you're like micro mannerisms, like these micro cues, um, which oftentimes aren't verbal.
1: Uh, yeah, it's hard to even like, describe them because they're just like something intrinsic that you understand. Yeah, just like, in a, like with your friends.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like people will give other people looks, mm-hmm. and depending on who that other person is um, and what, like exactly their face looks like you'll have an idea of what they're thinking about but then and of course also then you're you have this idea but you second guess yourself because you're like i shouldn't pretend that i am all knowing about what everyone thinks yeah um i'm not so. trying to present
1: that i'm i'm like that <laughs> for the record You're a savant. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: no but i i totally get that and i'm hmm How do you think this works in terms of like different layers? Maybe this doesn't connect perfectly. Um, like
1: layers of social circles, or yes. Like, like versus core, versus outer, versus like just colleagues at work or something. <laughs> I, I guess I'm. I guess you can think
0: about it as like concentric circles. I kind of think of it as Venn diagram.
1: Mm, that's yeah. that's probably better,
0: um, more accurate representation. Maybe I mean concentric makes sense because we're all individuals, yeah, on our own. Um, but it's hmm, maybe I'm not sure this works as far as um, cue reading, but I think it does work very much as far as like welcoming, because I think there's an interesting phenomenon of like of of levels here where maybe if we are thinking about this as concentric circles, you're very much in with the innermost concentric circle, right? Yeah. And if you, you like, get in with one of the more outer circles, Mm -hmm. maybe someone in your inner circle has brought you into that outer circle. So you're still more in with the inner circle, but now you're also existing within the outer circle. And so I'm just, I'm trying to think about the mechanisms of, like, of who... Kind of connections between the outer circle and inner circle, which, which spread to, which, which merge the circles Mm -hmm. as they, as they interact more.
1: I think it's again, just like time and more consistent Mm -hmm. interaction. Like if we want to think about like our situation, like me and Anthony are one inner circle Mm -hmm. and then your friend group and then Anthony was kind of the bridge, Mm -hmm. right? And again, it's just like kind of time and consistency. Now the circle was bigger, right? Mm. I don't know. No maybe I'm missing what you're saying.
0: No, I don't think I don't think you're missing it. I'm hmm. I think a good hmm. because the circle still exists. hmm You and Anthony are still a separate concentric circle, despite right. the time that has been spent. Right. So but but now, if anything, like maybe Maybe I belong more in that inner circle. Yeah. Or maybe or maybe there's like a third circle.
1: Yeah, I think it's more of a third circle where it's like... Because uh, I don't want to think of like um, exclusive terms, exactly. right? Exactly. Like my relationship with Anthony does not say anything about my relationship with you or the relationship between the three of us, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're all independent things. Yeah. That all have its value. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna put numbers on how good of friends we are (laughs) no i get i get the fear um
0: but i think you're safe yeah yeah to go ahead with the analysis
1: okay yeah what do you mean i wasn't fear i wasn't afraid
0: no i i thought well it seemed like you might be scared to like to no 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 say one relationship was better or worse i mean me
1: and anthony are closer friends i mean yeah he's been my best friend for like five years throwing shade at you just you know that's the reality <laughs> that's my point
0: that's chill yeah yeah
1: um on a kind of a tangent that might relate so i started my new job in the fall and one of the dudes on my i just one of my colleagues will talk professionally um he's like 50 he's got kids his name's himanchu and he's kind of like the lead software engineer on our team and he similar to like how you uh, acquaint yourself with a new friend group like joining a new work team is like similar type of thing and in the beginning i like had no idea how to act in a corporate world because this is my first job out of college and i didn't know what type of lingo to use and like how far you can go with humor and jokes and like how professional you have to be and like him in the beginning would call me buddy sometimes and i always like took it sometimes as him like talking down to me like I would ask him for help on a problem and he would quickly give me advice because he's, you know, 30 years my senior. And he'd be like, it's okay, buddy. I'll, I'll be here for you next time. And I would take it like so bad, like, oh, he's talking down to me. He doesn't like think I'm all that. Mm. But then over time, like, that's just how he talks to people. You know, that's, that's his lingo with his, you know, close colleagues. And sure. me and him are on the same software team. So I'm working with him every day. And it's just one of the things where like, You kind of just have to spend the time i keep saying that but like i was so threatened at first by a little comment like that him just calling me buddy but now it's like an endearing thing you know like i'm one of his close colleagues and that makes me feel so much better Mm. you know
0: Mm. i like that it's like once once you realize it was like him being authentic yeah with you and that brought you into it
1: yeah and now i feel like it's almost you know, I'm not, the, I'm not the jealous type. I hope he doesn't say that to everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's, like, it's a cool thing. It makes me, and, like, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say about that, but. That's chill.
0: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> you're going to destroy my table. No, you're fine. How's your work relationships? Do you have, like, an
1: inner circle at work?
0: Not really, uh, because we're we're all remote okay yeah it's very it's very kind of scattered um maybe that's an interesting like hmm.
1: this i have thought of this before. like do you i mean i grew up watching the office you've, yeah I've, you've definitely seen it too i bet like they're all f- friends at the office in quotes right like there's a whole like jim and dwight and michael like there's, a there's like a whole social world there that they're obviously all close and they go out together they work together every day and it's like i don't have that with my current colleagues. And I feel like I was led to believe that that's what it should be. That are like, you grow up and you get a job and then you got all your work friends and stuff. And mm. I don't mm. really have that. I don't know if you have that, but like, I think, I feel like I kind of want that a little bit. Okay. You know,
0: you could probably find it. I mean, not it... with my
1: current job. Yeah. We that's... we're
0: remote too. Mm. There are certain factors. And also I think the industry would probably um, impact it. But I think I kind of lost that idea in my head after my first internship in college. Yes, Um, I worked at Biogen in Cambridge and it was all in person. um, And nobody there was friends. They were, were, I guess you could say friendly, but it was so clear that they were just colleagues. And like to a point where even, if we went out a few times together, it was painful. It was really? it was so wooden, the whole time, um, which does I think just go to show that that fear slash comfort, like fear on the one side and comfort as the antagonist of fear, is what makes it
1: flow. I feel like I get a little confused when you bring these ideas of fear in, like... Really? I don't know. I, like, explain it to me Okay, like, so...
0: So, I want to know what you mean. I... When I think of people being wooden, mm-hmm. I think they're not comfortable being their themselves. Right. Which means they're... I think they're scared to let their authentic selves out. Right. I think fear is generally the thing that, like, pents people up. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, my... Perception of humanity is just largely based on fears at a very basic level. I'll just put that out there. Um, But if we're talking about social circles, for example, like like you're the reason that it takes you time to get into it is because at first Mm -hmm. you're afraid of people thinking badly of you if you act in certain ways. And then the more time that goes on, you can kind of lose that fear because you trust people. Right. That's how I see it.
1: I think, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think what that brings to my head is one thing that I like to do, and I think this is going to be a hard angle to talk about this from, because I think I play uh, a unique role in social circles. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think part of that is accelerating the drop in people's fear.
1: Yeah, because I think you like to do that in a way. Like I think you like to build or be in a social circle. I think you like that. Yes. Yeah.
0: I think so too. Um, I I think it excites me to to show people that um, that they can be uh,
1: welcome, maybe.
0: Definitely welcome, but also, I guess for me, like I, pr- I'm probably project in a way because I want to be my authentic self around new people a lot, and the part of me that I feel I trap is the part of me that jokes in a way that like roasts people mm-hmm. constantly, um, yeah. or that goes to really absurd extremes. Yeah, and I like to involve new people in either in roasting, whether it's me roasting them or them roasting me or like some extreme thing early on, maybe when they might feel uncomfortable uh, to show them that they have no need to be and that they can do that too.
1: Yeah. I like, I didn't like roasting is such a big part of bonding. Hmm especially between guys I think I mean I don't know how it is between girls but I feel like guy friends like it's such a because I didn't really realize that until college that like it's that's like totally what you do with your friends like and you you roast each other but it like it almost builds confidence between you yeah and totally I like didn't even realize that that was like a real part because I don't when I realized that it made me feel like all my friendships in high school weren't even real true friendships like I I think i've said this to my parents before they're like i didn't really know what true friendship really could be until college wow because i don't think i ever got that close with people Mm. because i think in high school that wall was still up where like i would never really like jab at people people wouldn't jab at me i was never very emotionally vulnerable Mm -hmm. i feel like when i went into the doors in high school my like a whole like shield came up and i put on this act in inside the uh, the school building Mm. And I felt like when I went home, it was just a different, I was in my world and that side of me was at home and I just like didn't even realize how close you could really be with people until college. And I think the thing that got me there was roasting, mm. ironically, because um, freshman year we had like, it was like a whole thing. It was all about roasting each other and stuff. And I mean, we don't really do that anymore, but it just made me realize a lot
0: that's cool I I felt the same for most of my high school years and then at the very end like the last semester I felt like I got to this place with a few of my friends um, that did open it up and I felt super lucky about that because then it showed me kind of what I wanted going into college Mm -hmm. Um, I also think Th- this is an angle of this that i want to talk about cuz in in high school for me at least a a product of not having that openness uh meant that the roasting like cuz i was still roasting in high school mm-hmm. but there was kind of always it was it was it was bad like it was not a good completely nice thing that i was doing um and oftentimes it was still supposed to be absurd mm-hmm. But it wasn't completely clear whether it was. And I feel like that's what has happened in my experience in, again, male friend groups. And maybe I'm going to have to redo this episode with a girl to get a different perspective. But yeah. with...
1: I mean, I comp- you do the same with girls. Like, you flirt and tease each other, right? True. It's a similar type of thing.
0: Well, I think you're probably right. Well, but what I'm wondering, or what I've... I think I've heard... Um, But I'd like to get the perspective still is competition, toxic competition was a big part of my friend groups before college.
1: What type of competition? Of my social
0: circles. It honestly like like roasting was used as or for social clout. Oh, I see. Like, for getting over on another person. Okay. Laughter was, like, the the metric of social um, hierarchy. He who rose best is the alpha. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, and I think, I guess that kind of just leads into a general conversation about social circles internally. Because I, like, since I've had more healthy friend groups, I feel like that's much less of a phenomenon that i've observed within them i feel like there's less one-upping less alpha dogging um did you ever have friend groups like that do you feel like
1: um i yes and no so i remember my junior year lunch table was kind of that culture Mm -hmm. and it was very like exciting lunch table we would play poker games every day at lunch um my stepbrother was at the table with me and some of our other friends and my stepbrother was like class clown he was the guy who had to get the lar- the loudest laugh mm-hmm. and he would go back him and forth this kid edgar my stepbrother's name was cole and they were just back and forth trying to get the loudest laugh between who could be the stupidest most alpha like whatever the metric was yeah. They would go back and forth and it was like a, a weird competition. There was actually this one day where um, Edgar said to my stepbrother, like, uh, you, I forget what the joke was, but my stepbrother's comeback was like, I'll see you in, in this summer in remedial English. Like, okay. admitting like he's going to be in remedial English too, but he, <laughs> Edgar's also going to be there. And it was just, no matter what it was. There was always a one-up. It was always some sort of competition, no matter... You know, he was calling himself stupid or whatever. Mm. Not that being in remedial English is terrible, but, you know. Yeah. it just Whatever metric it was.
0: Yeah. Okay, did you compete?
1: I don't think so, because I... Again, like, I didn't really know how to, I don't think. Mm. I was very walled off, and... I think I, like, did in a li- little way. I don't I don't know. Okay. I never feel, really felt like I was at the core of it, though. Okay. A big thing for me in high school is I really never felt part of, like, a core group. Okay. There was this one group of boys I was always, like, kind of on the outside with. Mm. And I had, like, really good friendships with two of them. And I'm actually still very close friends with today. But, again, like, they had a whole group chat and stuff. And I was so bad and wanted to be a part of that group chat. Damn. And... I can't just like you can never just force your way in there it's mm. almost like a the pack has to bring you in and yep the more you try the worse it gets and it's like you know yeah you try too hard then it's weird yeah it's like the same thing with dating if you're like try too hard and stuff it's like puts people off it's totally. like I think that's just the way people are it's like they don't want they don't want to suck up right yeah yeah they want someone who's who's
0: Sure of themselves. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Who doesn't need your approval. Right. Um, which again is painful. I, I wonder from the perspective of your friends who were really close with you in the, in the group chat, because something that I've thought about often is, uh, so I, I used to kind of operate on the theory of invite everyone to everything. Mm -hmm. And over time, I have moved away from that a little bit to partly because of numbers of people, because I feel like I've become more attuned to the effect that group sizes have on different types of events Mm -hmm. and the limits on closeness of interaction that you can get with bigger group sizes. Um, But also partly... Because uh, I'm, there are some people who I worry will be kind of noticeably uncomfortable or noticeably affect the fluidity of the hangout. Do you, this, this might sound horrible and I was not trying to go in this direction, but do you feel like that might have been part of the reason why they didn't rope you in do you think there was a reason or was it just that they appreciated their spots and they didn't want to risk it
1: no i don't even think they would think about that right okay i think first off they were friends it may have been like eight or nine of them i don't know they so the way my high school was is it was two middle schools merged into one high school Mm. they all went to the other middle school so and a lot of them went to the same elementary schools so they were friends for a while and I only started becoming friends with them like sophomore year, and again, um, I was like, st- that's like very much on the outside. Okay. That makes and sense. they were always cool with me, and I was friends with a bunch of them in class, and would hang out with some of them after school. But like, this dumb it is to say, like I was never part of the group chat, right? Yeah. And in high school, that was something that bothered me because yeah. like you care about you care about that stuff in high school, and like being in the group chat was the sign that you were one, right? Yes. And. I just never was. And no matter like how good of a time I would have them in class after school, Mm -hmm. sit with someone at lunch, whatever it was, it was never part of that. Mm -hmm. And so I perceived that as a wall, even though to them, they probably loved me and they gave me the nickname Zippy. And that was my high school nickname. And I used to like hate it, love it. And I've grown to love it. And, you know, to them, I was Zippy and they loved me and all that. But on my side it was like they have this huge wall up that i can never get through Hmm. so Hmm. but yeah i don't really think they thought about it at all really that like oh we're like keeping this kid out or okay or like this kid's gonna disturb the balance or whatever maybe they did and they're like oh we need to watch this kid he's gonna totally ruin everything (laughs) if we let him in the group chat i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe they're not as neurotic as me yeah (laughs)
0: um so, I think, would you ever think to try to, uh, like, reach out to members of that um, who you weren't as
1: close with? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, it's not that I wouldn't do it. It's just, like, I only keep in contact with three friends from high school.
0: Oh, I don't mean now. I mean oh
1: like in a, in a way to try to become part of said group or just like maybe i don't know <laughs> i don't i'm trying to remember like how malicious i could have been um i okay so i did like have one of them add so there was like another group chat too hmm. it was a slightly different group of guys um some of the guys from the other group chat were involved complicated but okay. I had one of them add me to said group chat and then like a day later some of the other guys from the group just made a new group chat without me with everyone else. So that's heartbreaking. Yeah, it kind of made me sad, but mm. I don't like I guess like I tried a little bit to be malicious or like squeeze my way in, but okay. um and then like once senior year came along, I kind of realized how stupid it was to like worry about that stuff. Mm. Like Just because, like, yeah, they're friends for a while and, like, just because you're not part of that friend group forever doesn't mean, like, your own friendship to them is meaningless or less, right? Like, it's just a different type of friendship. Mm. And I kind of, like, I had my other best friend, his name's Ezra, and I had realized, like, in pursuit of that so much, I had lost touch with Ezra. Mm. And I started to just realize, like, how silly chasing that kind of stuff can be. Mm. Um, which I think is one of the things you learned through high school, right? Is how all that social drama just, it's does a fugazi, matter. it's fake. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? What's your, um, high school experience? Uh, <laughs> huge question.
0: <laughs> uh, as far as friends, so it, I went to boarding school starting sophomore year
1: mm-hmm.
0: before then. I Honestly, my experiences were kind of similar in that I, I don't even remember how I found my freshman year friends, but it was sometime in middle school. I think it was through classes, um, but it was very it was very typical. I remember specifically there were three other kids who I was kind of in a group with um, Spencer Linus and Adam and um Adam was always the like the butt of my jokes. Um, but also I was I was just shitty, like I was a little piece of garbage. So they weren't <laughs> calling them jokes is potentially a stretch. Um, but he's he's who I would like always alpha dog to maintain my spot. Um and then in and then I went to boarding school and I met a, another group. And again, I don't actually know how it all came together, but it was a similar, um, it was a similar situation where I like never, I never felt safe enough in it. Um, and I think a part of that was because there was one, there was one kid who I always viewed as like the head of the group who always didn't like he didn't like me very much Um, and we weren't very close so even though I was closer with some of these other members I still felt threatened Mm -hmm. all the time Um, and I think that made me just lash out very consistently and then not until like I was saying at the end of my senior year where I met some new people who I didn't feel like I was competing against. And largely because it felt like my friendships were th- with them were all individualized. Rather mm. than within the dynamic of a whole group. Right. That it felt much more kind of peaceful and nice. Um, and then that's what I felt like I wanted to build. And even into college, like, I... My most core friend group, which was the, the honors college kids at the beginning of my freshman year, um, toxicity evolved and like, I think weaved itself into that group. Really? Yes.
1: And do you think you realized that and like tried to pivot from that or like, yes, did you see it happening in the moment? Yeah.
0: I, I think I felt it happening in the moment and I always, for a long time I thought that it was something that i was just going to be able to deal with and fix and eventually i realized that it were that there were like distinct like core almost moral differences hmm. between us and it's not that they're bad people or that i think i'm a bad person um but i finally realized that they had much more specific standards about what made a good person than i did um and that would kind of lead me to constantly second guessing whether they were judging me as a good or bad person um and it was just something that i couldn't really deal with anymore but i that was a long answer yeah so sorry
1: so long (laughs) um yeah because i was gonna ask like how do you think they're like our mindsets change as we grow older. Like, when do you think this happens where you start to distance yourself from that like high school drama friendship approach? And then now as we're like young adults, we have such a different viewpoint. Mm. Like it's, uh, for me, I feel like it was, uh, well, even like in early part of college, I think my friendships with everyone was still like that. There was a lot of drama and stuff. Mm. Um, But it's, it's cool how it just evolves over time. I mean, I'm sure through our whole lives, those types of things evolve, you know?
0: Yeah. I think becoming more internally solid is a huge part. Yeah. Because once, like, other people's words or actions can't really bend your emotions Mm -hmm. as much, uh, there's really no point in that kind of, like, social gamesmanship, almost. At least, I've definitely felt that. I feel like that's a relatively recent development for me is to feel more internally solid or that I'm, I feel less dependent on the reactions of others. Um, And I think that enables people to exist much more healthily in social spaces because you're not dependent
1: on them. I agree. Do you think that like, are you ever at a point where you think you'll be content with like a size of a social circle that's a great question like you're you always wanting to expand it or are you i guess that's just my question like
0: yeah i used to feel like i could never have enough okay um and that i always needed to expand it now i don't feel mm-hmm. that now i feel quite comfortable
1: um what made your mindset change
0: think I was scared of stagnation this is so this is also a product of more internal solidity I was scared of events in my life or happenings becoming uh, more stagnant and so I figured the best way the most enriching way, to prevent that from happening is to keep meeting new people and making new friends and deepening new relationships. And it was that like process of getting actively closer with people that always felt the most fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that keeping one static group of friends would mean that I could have a lot of people I was close with, but not be getting closer to other people. And now I feel like I have, I have, I experience life in a way that does not require the deepening of relationships to make it feel not stagnant. I feel like my, my kind of curiosity can take me to other places, um, that still feel like my life is evolving or growing. Mm -hmm. And I think that could only happen because because of some measure of self-esteem
1: that built up. I think it's cool that, like, you, like, you, you've grown from that. Like, you, you've totally, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You've, like, I feel like you've derived your own internal validation. You know, like, you don't need it from those fulfilling relationships that you, desired right like you don't Mm -hmm. you're not seeking that from outside sources anymore you know yeah what do
0: you think your perspective on size of a social circle is
1: well like we talked about in the beginning like i felt my world was very small i think and Mm -hmm. i i don't know how conscious it was but i definitely like was interested in trying to grow my friendships with you with Mackenzie, with matt with joe with nina i think we have a good good relationships and i don't really think about the number i guess of like how many friends hmm. anthony and i used to do this thing where like, we we're like really like i can only care about 12 people and like we would rank who our 12 are yeah and I just, I don't think like that anymore at all. I don't really think I seek out, like, more friends. Um, I don't know. I'm definitely not a person who's going to have, like, a million friends. Okay. It's just never going to be me. I don't have the energy for that. Um, I don't know. Do you feel
0: a desire right now to, like, have newer or friendships that are, like, progressing more? Like, friendships that are giving you more storylines in life, almost. That's like how I think
1: With about it. current friends or, like, new friends? I think either. Okay. I, I guess I'm just projecting, like, my perspective. One thing I want is rock climbing friends. Okay. Because um, right now I, I go climbing solo, and, uh, you know, I wanted to go on, like, rock climbing vacations, and... That's, like, a whole part of my life that none of my friends do. Mm. And... I just kind of want like, especially with skiing too, like Anthony and James don't ski at all. Mm. They'll never go with me. They'll never go on like those mountain vacations with me. And I like need friends who will go do that stuff with me because that's a huge part of my life that I just don't experience with my two closest friends. I will ski with you. We will definitely do that next winter. So you know.
0: Okay. I have skis. I've bought skis and I need to use them to get my money's worth. Okay
1: let's definitely go next winter yeah um because that's just like i i feel like i'm an outdoorsy ish guy mm. but you would never guess that based on my friends right like yeah at least anthony and james like i totally and i i've made some friends at the climbing gym um and i like i see familiar faces there a bunch and like you know have conversations with people sure. know people um but, like nothing's really like sticked or stuck um mm. And I've, I've actually, like, wanted this myself. Like, how do I just, like, make a group of climbing friends? Like, there's definitely some clicks I see. Like, how does this happen? And I okay. can definitely tell that some of these little groups at the climbing gym are, like, they just meet up at the climbing gym. Maybe they'll see each other, like, they'll go to a bar or something. But, like, they're definitely friends who, like, their thing is climbing together. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of want that somehow. But I have no idea how to just go up to and be like, let's be climbing friend group, <laughs> like, yeah. You know,
0: I don't know. See, it's so funny cuz when I realize I have a desire like that to make friends in my head, I I think to myself, "Okay, just go ask. Just go literally say exactly this. I need a group of friends to climb with." And I am always so bad at following through on that. Like my anxiety that simple? builds up so much. I think probably. Like people I think I think people most of the time want friends rather than not want friends. Uh, but I just know that I'm bad at it. It's also interesting because when I, so I ask you about whether you want to develop friendships in any way and you go to things that you do on your own, like things that would come that come out of your life and what you kind of want to surround with friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Which first of all seems like it seems more healthy than a mindset that I know that I've had for most of my life, which is, which is, the friends matter the activities do not what i'm doing does not what matters is just being able to build the bonds right um so i think it's interesting that you kind of lean in that direction
1: i feel like i lean with both i just i don't know man i just i, I like my a huge part of my life is like hiking and all that and i just want to share that with people who i'm really close with right mm um like like an ideal girlfriend for me like long term would be someone who loves that stuff too like i don't think i could ever see myself with someone who is not outdoorsy or like wouldn't be into doing that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um because i just feel like the people closest to you in life you should have some stuff in common with i don't know yeah i don't know i probably (laughs) a little bit yeah um because I, I love doing those things so much. And I think it means a lot to me to do those things with other people. Mm. I don't know. I think that's how I feel about it. That makes sense. It, It's mm. like, for example, so my cousin and I, Jesse, he's two years younger. Um, I have a stepbrother, but Jesse and I are much closer. Um, he's like the brother I never had, the mm. blood brother. Um and we climb together when we're home in Pittsburgh together, which is very rare, but like, climbing with Jesse is my favorite climbing, right? That's like, me and him have gone on hiking trips, but they're so few and far between, like not even once a year do we get to do that, because he's off doing stuff, I'm doing stuff. Um, He's just starting law school, so we're in a part of life right now where we we can't just live in Colorado together and do that. Um, But I, I think I just really enjoy those types of things doing what I love with people I love, you know? Yeah. Well, it seems very
0: conducive to creating a social circle. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is how friendships are often, or friend groups often happen. Like, you have a shared thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the other hand, like, it's not as structured as, say, school. Have you thought about, like, trying to find organizations with the more structure to do these things within to try to find friends through that
1: mm. weirdly i was trying to i was thinking of going to yoga classes at the climbing gym okay i don't know i haven't like put too much thought into it i don't think hmm. just like the the fact that i like want that and then maybe the yoga i think is as much as i've thought about how to do that okay that's fair that is fair hmm. we was your question earlier like, kind of, do you feel like the friendship comes first and you'll find the activities later? Or do you like, is that where you were kind of getting at? Or I don't even know if it was a question. Okay. Um, as
0: far as an observation, but if, if you can make it into a question and answer it, I'd be greatly appreciative as the host of this podcast. <laughs> um, I, I don't even know how to answer my own question. Um, <laughs> like, do you think, I don't know, do you prefer it going one way or the other? Activity, then friends,
1: or friends, then activity. Do you care at all? Um, I mean, my closest friends aren't people who I've shared activities with, right? They are yeah. or they aren't? They aren't. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. It's like, like Anthony and I's friendship and James, like it's so close. We barely do anything. We have like such different interests. Like he's drum, Anthony drums and likes politics. James is all about medicine and he lifts at the gym. Mm-hmm. I like to ski and rock climb. We totally do different hobbies. Yeah. You know, and it scares me a little bit sometimes because I think like if we didn't live together, would we still be friends? Mm. Like, what do we even do? But I don't know. Hmm. I don't really have the answers.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, hmm. I think you guys would. I, I feel like I'm also friends with a lot of people who I don't necessarily share similar interests with. I also think a lot of the time that I, I just don't. I'm not a person with a lot of external interests. And maybe that's been changing a little bit recently. Uh, but I've often thought about myself that way in the past. Uh, because I, I've just felt like not a very solid individual, and I don't think it really, it really has affected my friendships. Um, so that's that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I was gonna ask you if hmm, so. So you you know that you've maintained this friendship with James and Anthony because of living together at the very least which Mm -hmm. is where the worry comes in if you didn't live together Um, let's say they both moved out Mm -hmm. do you think you would make an active effort how active of an effort would you make to keep in touch
1: Um, I would make a lot of effort okay Um, this has been something I've like has given me worry a lot is um I don't know how much they'll come to me. Mm. Um because Anthony isn't really much of a traveler. So I've often been worried that I'm always going to be the one going to him. Sure. And I know we'll always keep in touch and I think with all my friends now I will always I think keep in touch with for life because I think the friends I have now are i think we're all like mature like i feel like your friendships as adults are a lot more you know you're closer with people i think because i don't know i just think like you're we're not the kids we used to be sometimes like your kid your friendships and your kids are i think a little more immature i think mature friendships last a lot longer um Mm -hmm. but i get scared sometimes that i will always be the one making the effort to like if we live in different cities like He's not going to come fly out to see me, you mm-hmm. know, and that scares me a bit. But I also like. That's OK, like. It doesn't mean he doesn't love me or something, right? It's mm-hmm. just he's not really a traveler. Um, yeah. So part of it's like my own issue and like I don't have to can just you can just accept the way things are sometimes and not look at it as a negative. Yeah. You know,
0: especially not a negative like about you. Right. It's not something that reflects poorly on you. I think that's very true. I I think that's a general trend that I have also like been moving towards as I've had more adult friendships is is understanding or like trusting that that people just have personal preferences and their choices rarely reflect their feelings about me. Yeah, um, I feel like this is an interesting conversation though, about how proximity affects social circles. Yeah. Um, and I think this is true to like a very distinct extent. Uh, I think there are layers of, so just like there are concentric circles maybe of social circles, proximity oftentimes will define those um, I think it does for you with living with Anthony and James and then having me close here for example uh, I think it does it has for me in the past um, and now it's kind of murkier mm-hmm. but I do know that even like like I'm lucky because Mackenzie of course is right across the street yeah but past that, you are about as like equidistant to me as Nina and Joe are. And Mm -hmm. Matt is just like a little bit further, but everyone is fairly the same level of accessibility Mm -hmm. and, or like, and even Sergio Sergio has been busier, which has removed his accessibility a little bit, Mm -hmm. but that has kind of defined my, my closest group of people. Um, And then I know like I have, friends that live in Cambridge and like Porter Square area. I have mm-hmm. friends who live down in Dorchester. I have friends who live in East Cambridge and I see them much less frequently. Yeah. Um and for them it takes like it tends to take more of a push. Like the there's a little bit more inertia keeping them in place and keeping me in place Mm -hmm. to get out to them. Um, So sometimes I guess I wonder how how dependent the closeness of these social circles are on that.
1: Yeah, I think it's heavily dependent actually. And I think it's sad to say that sometimes. Because I think you don't really want to admit that truth. Yeah. I think Everyone i in their ideal mind is like, no matter how far my friends are, I'll always, we'll always be besties talking every day, like, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's true at all. Like, Sam is, was my best friend for so long, but he moved out and he lives with some other people now in Cambridge and I haven't seen him in months. Yeah. And it kind of kills me, Um. but I think it just, it's just, it's just what it is. Yeah. I think Anthony James and I wanted to still live in Brooklyn because you guys are here. Mm -hmm. I think we like being all close because it makes the social circle very accessible and it makes it very active too. Yes. Versus like, I think this is an interesting topic because when I, when I interact with some of my old high school friends or friends who I don't talk to that much, I feel like when I interact with them, it's very much just like talking about old times Mm. we just talk about funny memories from the past old laughs i don't really feel like there's any active development in the relationships and this was something i noticed through college except with one high school friend who i would play uh, video games with pretty regularly throughout college we would get on uh, the headsets on playstation and we would play games together and that was like the only friendship where we would still kind of make active memories and it was just playing games together but we that is still a form of, like, we would, ha- it was basically hanging out, right? Yes. It wasn't just, like, when I talk with my old friends and we joke about stuff in high school. Yeah. And so I feel like now, sometimes I feel like it just the farther you get apart distance-wise, it can also mean, like, the friendship starts to dissipate. Mm. Like, you know, I'm cities away from some of my old high school friends and some college friends. And if I were to see them, I, I think we would just talk about, like, good old times in college and remember that funny moment Mm. because i think the amount of active memories you're making just drops interesting and i think active memories are a crucial part of keeping a friendship going and making it not stale okay you know doing things together like building the memories right not just thinking about old ones
0: what about what about drawing from parts of each other's lives that haven't been shared because I think often when I keep in touch with people who I haven't, or who, when I reach out to someone who I haven't seen in a while, it's rarely kind of in reference to the past. Sometimes it is, but more often it is um, in curiosity about what their present is, which is separated from mine.
1: Yeah. I I obviously like talk about that stuff too mm-hmm. when I reconnect with people, but I feel like again that's just like a report it's just like uh okay this is what's happening with me this is where i'm at what's up with you where are you at okay remember when we did that i don't know maybe i'm cynical maybe that's a reflection on me is not being good at keeping and like keeping the active relationships going but that's how i felt re- revisiting high school friends throughout college and then do you remember mike kramer yeah um A year after college, like, he came back to Boston to, like, visit, I think, for Thanksgiving because his dad, I think, still lives here or something. Anyway, we met up. We got lunch. We hung out for a bit. And it was, like, the same type of thing. Just, like, remember those ha-has back in freshman year? And, like, maybe I'm just very shitty at that kind of stuff, which could be true because I've noticed that about myself a lot that I'm, like, not good at keeping in touch a lot with people. But I think there's something there that, like... When well, there's no active memories being made. It's like hard to keep the friendship fresh. I don't know. Sure. I I think about it
0: in, in almost like in two compartments, uh, because I get the report. I, I I hate the report. I know. I it's just I never really do the. I mean, I guess
1: it's. I feel like it's part of what you have. Like I don't say have to, but it's like it's almost like. You don't do the report. I feel like you're missing something. Like, well, I feel like a social used, construct.
0: I I work backwards in that regard, where I think oftentimes, like the report can be interesting if it leads to more interesting stuff mm-hmm. about like what's like. Oh, I'm working on this job and I'm dating this person, but and so if you are like, oh, and how do how do you feel about that? How is that affecting your life? Those can be interesting conversations about the present. Um, I feel like. I open with the answers to those questions, which makes it feel less horrible, uh, less completely boring. But I do agree, like, there is a difference in in sharing experiences mm-hmm. besides just sharing ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something that I've thought about is when people do visit, um, I think sometimes people like you're saying a lot of people will default to the type of lunch that you were just describing yeah where oh this is our chance to see each other and and get back in touch and fill each other in on how our lives have been going and i see it as actually the almost exact opposite like i think when you're when you get back in person with someone that is when you want to do anything. But talk about what your lives have been, because that's the one thing that you can do any other time. Right. But when you're actually in person, that's the only time that you can, I don't know, play poker or play a board game or a video game or go out dancing or whatever it's going to be. I
1: think that's a great perspective. Mm. And it reminds me. So to my friends from high school, like during the summers between college, we would go play mini golf sometimes. And that was like the rare thing we did together. Yeah. Right. And we didn't like, I mean, yeah, we joked about like old stuff, but it was like, those were still a few things that like we did still. Yeah. You know, and we could talk all the time about old stuff. Yeah. Whenever. I think that's a great point.
0: I, I like that too. Cause, cause for a lot of these things that I would, these activities that I might want to do a big portion of it could still be the conversation that comes with it, Mm -hmm. but there are certain activities that also tweak the conversation. They change the course that it goes and it kind of adds a different vibe, a different fun, a different energy to it. Um, So I, I don't think that just, even if an activity like mainly leads to, to talking, I don't think that's necessarily a reason to discount it.
1: Do you think my attitude about like me calling it passive friendships or like just talking about memories, do you think that's like my problem? Do you think that's like my viewpoint? Is it like that? And that's just like my headspace and it's not actually like that. It's just like something I've convinced myself.
0: I wouldn't go as far as to say that I that your your observations are wrong. Um, I'm not
1: saying like right or wrong, just like, you know.
0: No, I mean like in like you're misobserving. I'm not saying okay. that you're misobserving, but I think even if you are, like even if that's how those conversations are going, I do think you have the agency to change it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you have to. It's just hard because you have to realize what you want the alternative to be, and then once you realize that, you can drive towards
1: it. Mm. Hmm. it's a good conversation
0: i think so it's it's interesting too because i think about like john and michael two of my closest friends um i still definitely consider them that john's in new jersey michael's in california i think when people move that's when it becomes a test of the individual bond. Mm-hmm. You can still have a group chat. Maybe people have discord groups. I have never, I have not figured out how to like exist and chill in a discord group. I feel like that's probably a very good life skill to have. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cause that, that to me reminds me of the, like getting on Xbox live example where it's like, you can still make new memories cause it's still like hanging out
1: in a way. So what do you do? You just, you're all kind of like on a headset, just talking and chilling or whatever. Yeah. Or like playing a game or anything.
0: I think that's the strength of it. It's like two people could be playing a game. One person could be doing homework or work. Two people could just be sitting in the living room eating popcorn, whatever it is. Mm. Um, I think that's, that's powerful, but, but, um, like my it feels like the my friendships with people who have moved away have not survived as social groups surviving they've survived as individual bonds yeah so to me it does really seem like you you do need that proximity for a social circle to exist at all and even if like it can reform when people do come back together it it's it's very clear to me that it falls apart without that
1: yeah it's a very sad topic
0: <laughs> do you do you feel like it becomes it becomes harder do you feel the awkwardness that like builds with with distance or like time since talking to someone consistency
1: i 100 percent feel it was sam okay um and he just lives over in Cambridge, but it's been a while and I just feel like there's no reason why I shouldn't just text him or him text me, but it's, it's like so hard. I don't know why. I think that's just on my end, but, mm. um, I do feel a little bit of awkwardness and don't really know the solution. I mean, the solution is just to like reach out and stuff, but yeah, um, yeah. It's hard how these things dissipate sometimes, you know? Mm, Yes. It scares me
0: too. It used to scare me more. Um, I think the reason it scares me less now is because I, when I feel the resistance, that's usually my sign to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I'll do it while like calling out how I feel awkward, how I feel like it's been, it's weird that I haven't reached out in too long. Yeah, that's kind of my only way to feel safe in doing it mm. <laughs> Making me think about a lot of things <laughs> I'm glad It's kind of my purpose. I Yeah, think. It's, you're good at that. Yeah, I would say <laughs> that and that and wrapping people into friend groups apparently <laughs> those
1: are my functions
0: Yeah mm. um, Do you think you'll text them?
1: I should man. I really should <laughs> He was my man. He was my number one. Mm. Um That's also another thing. This is maybe getting deep, but like uh I've never ever felt like I've ever been anyone's number one. Mm. Um I've never had a girlfriend. I even some of the people who were my best friends always had, I think, someone closer to them. Mm. Um and I think like You know, Sam had his brother, and he had another really, really close friend who he'd known as when he was, like, two, named Freddie. They were very, very close. Mm. Anthony has always had a girlfriend. James has his brother. My cousin Jesse has his sister Georgie. Mm. I'm an only child by blood. My best friend in high school, Ezra, had, like, another group of friends he would go to summer camp with. Um, And I went to the summer camp with them for, like, two years. But again, like, I... They had gone for so many years that I, you know, could never be one of the tribe, you could say. it's um, so That was like something I struggled with for a while was like, real, like never feeling like I had someone who was my number one and I was theirs, um, at least in a friend way, because, you know, dating and relationships, you are each other's number one. Mm. Um, but that, that bothered me for a long time. And, like, I always thought that was Sam, with Anthony, with James. And then, yeah. I'm, I don't want to go too much more into that. Okay. But well, we can talk a bit, but. Okay. That was it's just, like, the heart-to-heart thing.
0: Yeah. That yeah. makes
1: sense. Hmm. But I think as you get older, it it's not as important or, like, I don't look at it as, like, bad anymore because it's not, it doesn't, really matter right to have to like have the labels of you're each other's best best friends right it doesn't really matter Mm. like that and that used to be something that made me very jealous but not really anymore Mm so i think you just kind of grew out of that same way you grew out of a lot of other stuff like social drama stuff do you think part of why you grew grew out of it was
0: your own internal self-esteem building up Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. It is hard. I feel I can kind of relate on that. I think I was lucky to be like kind of have that with my brother for a long time. But then when I went off to boarding school, it wasn't the case anymore. And when I went off to boarding school, it really wasn't the case for me with anyone either. Um, But... Mm. and that I think that's part of it's weird because again when I think about it 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 always feels like a need to be safe
1: and there is a certain safety in being someone's number one yeah I think that's what I realized too is that it was a little bit based on insecurity Mm -hmm. like what is it like do I need this to be cool or like is that a level of safety or trust or like Mm -hmm. I don't know like it's more right to be someone's best friend. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um I think I I honestly just blocked it out with distraction. Um and I didn't I didn't think about it much at the time and then and then I got lucky in college because I had Michael. Um But that is hard and especially like I don't know. I feel like it's hard to be coming from a perspective of not having a girlfriend either. Um because I I don't want to project in a way that might be harmful here, but I would but does it I don't is that scary at all? Yeah.
1: It's like I don't know if scary is the right word. Um I mean, it's something I want Um, but I don't know if it's like scary. I don't know. Okay. Like, I feel like I would,
0: or I have in the past felt scared about like scared to not whether it's like have a girlfriend or even be hooking up with people, um, like scared to not have that. Validation of myself, yeah, uh, and that scared that it meant that something was wrong with me. Um, but I guess uh, I don't <laughs> see now. Now I I don't want to just <laughs> like make you sad. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's okay. Shame might be a better perspective to look at it
1: from. I think I used to feel that way a little bit, mm. but. I don't really anymore because um, I feel like if you're looking at it from that perspective you're looking at it all wrong because the point to having a girlfriend is to like not feel shame right um, mm-hmm. and I think that's something I've learned as I've grown up is like you don't have a girlfriend or have super close best friends so that you can show that to other people mm. to say hey look I have this, so I'm, I'm cool. I'm one of the cool ones. I'm one of the tribe. I, that's not the point. Um, mm. So I think those types of feelings I've gotten over, it's more like, just like, I want that because I want that. Yeah. Because I think human, no, not everyone, but I think humans just you crave that type of connection. Totally. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. I mean,
0: obviously, kind of, but. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that until after they've gone through it. Mm. Um, so it's impressive that you're already
1: there. Um, I mean, I still do want a girlfriend to uh, make my grandma happy. <laughs> that'll always be there. Yeah. <laughs> Her validation is all that oh, really of
0: course. You want to call it? Sure. Okay. I'm just thinking about like my editing job. Okay. Having it at a, at a one hour, 16 minutes is really going to make my job easier.
1: Okay. I think we've hit all the good areas.
0: Cool. Thanks for listening, people. Goodbye.